Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. You are looking live at VSIN and DraftKings Network. This is the Lombardi Line presented by DraftKings alongside three-time Super Bowl winning executive and strategist Michael Lombardi. Stormy Bonantoni with you as we continue to recap Super Bowl 58. The Kansas City Chiefs beat San Francisco 25-22. Your final score, the the number, depending on where your sports book was, Brian, comes through ba- Brian brought us. We had him on. Remember, he said the he had the score at twenty six, and I'm like, where'd you come up with that number? Like he had it. The <laughs> Chiefs. Darn close. It was exactly close. Yeah. I'm like, where would you get? Like, where does the twenty six come into play? I, when it hit, it's like, oh my gosh, that was a great yeah. call. The the under comes through if you barely. had the forty seven and a half or forty eight. A lot of pushes out there, but yes, barely. Uh, no, and it I mean, took- we when we were on the air Sunday morning, it was still forty seven and a half everywhere. Now, it might have closed at 47 Sunday night, but for the most part, it was 47 and a half, which which I didn't think it was going to close because if if it would not have had they not messed up the protection, (laughs) the Niners score, we would have had a tie game would have come down to the two point play. Uh, so many layers to this game that are frustrating as a 49ers fan, but at least I did have a little bit of money in my pocket after the game because the teaser streak ended on another dub, Michael. We got through again. What are we going to do without this teaser streak? Mind know. everybody what how you did. I, so how, tell, how am I supposed same to bet game anymore? Teaser, yes, same. The, the SGTs. I don't know how I'm supposed to function anymore now that I don't, I don't have either. these options ahead of me. I don't know either. So, <laughs> but it won either way. You could have teased the total either way and come away with a win from this spot, If but I did the under 54 and a half. And, and the you teased the, the Chiefs up with nine points. Correct. Or eight points. So I got now? to nine. Yeah, I did you a got... seven-point teaser, which I didn't even need that much protection, but I did it for, for safety. Obviously. But it, obviously. it comes through again. So that was good. Um, the Christian McCaffrey, God knows how much money I had to put on that to feel comfortable laying the juice for Christian McCaffrey to score a touchdown. That came through. But unfortunately, did I had a lot of... Did you bet the receiving prop? Did you I did, that? yeah. I took I him over his receiving yards. But what I was disappointed in, and we talked about a little bit in hour one, was I, I had a lot of faith and belief in George Kittle, and he just was not Kill used the it killed me. It was. It killed me. I was so disappointed in that. Yep. That was so disappointing. That killed me. And I, I, I thought for sure he would have. I thought he would have been a really mm. big uh, part of the game plan. I thought, who's going to cover him? And I, I can't wait to watch the game. 
Of the five most bet anytime touchdown scores, by the way, Christian McCaffrey was the only one to cash. Kelsey didn't get there. Pacheco, Samuel, Mahomes, none of those got through. Will there be overtime was a big ticket cash. That was in our why not segment. Will there be overtime? And that was a good play. I mean, why not? We knew it was going to be a close game. You know, I think we said, why not play that? Yep. Second ever uh, in Super Bowl history. The other one, of course, also involving Kyle Shanahan with that one where you have a ring on your finger because of. But uh, Atlanta and New England going head to head in that game, of course, years ago. But that cash is overtime nine to one or eleven to one, wherever you could find it. Game decided by three points plus four fifty. Christian McCaffrey scores first, a receiving touchdown from Jawan Jennings plus four fifty. So that also cashes the players to attempt to pass over to an half that we talked about with Mike Palm players uh, to have a passing touchdown over two and a half three 35 to one excuse me no Travis Kelsey touchdown ended up being big for the books I know his his totals for receptions and yards still ended up going over but him not to get in the end zone and him not to win MVP for Kansas City ended up being big for that had to be big for the books because everybody was going to assume that you know and and who was predicting that he might propose to tell us because the script the script yeah the script I hate the script no I hate to bring that up to you (laughs) But I wonder if she, you know, after the Super Bowl, there's always a Super Bowl party and they bring bands in and all that. I wonder if Taylor got up there and sung last night. I don't know if she sang, but I do know that at whatever club they were at last night in the DJ booth ended up playing oh sook at resorts world yeah. i've never been i'm not a party animal what can i say i'm 31 therefore i've become elderly in las vegas terms um i was but, at resorts oh. world. i don't even know where that place is so i was in there i stayed there but that's where the chief's hotel so, family hotel was so you missed opportunity for you not to hit the club because you would have witnessed the dj playing taylor swift's famous you belong with me and the two of them like singing the song and everybody in the club singing the song to them together props to her by the way for chugging the beer that they had on the jumbo I did not expect that. So good honor. You know what I really loved, though? So Jason Kelsey's wife Uh is such a diehard Eagles fan, Kylie Kelsey, that she refuses to rep any other team in the NFL. So even though she was there supporting. She wants her free coffee at Wawa. She's smart. (laughs) So, yeah, exactly. But so while while Jason's decked out in the in in the overalls and the Chiefs gear and stuff, she refused and wore Cincinnati Bearcat stuff to cheer on Travis. She'll yeah. wear like the new height stuff or the Cincinnati stuff, but like she's not wearing another team. No, I, mean, in the I, NFL. Get, I get her. I mean, look, she, she getting the paycheck from the Eagles, right? That's where she gets her check from. You got to love the one you're with, right? I think there's no question. So, yeah, I, I mean, she's great. smart. She's got to come back to Philadelphia. Yeah. You know, they see her wearing a Chief stuff. Well, I she's mean, becoming remember, like a is, local legend right, now. This is still a hard game for the Philadelphia fan base. That They're still not because the Philadelphia fan base, if we could go back in time and talk about Andy Reid when he was there, after before he got fired, that there were a lot of the same conversations going on then that are happening with Kyle Shanahan now. So it's it's how this thing has flipped. You know, game choker can't manage the game, can't do. I mean, I I can read you chapter and verse. Now none of them will admit they said it, but it's all it's in the Daily News. It's in the it's all over on WIP. You can see it. So there's still a lot of animosity towards the Reed winning all these titles and he's not mm-hmm. their coach. So she's smart to wear that. And, I, and Andy kind of got away with it, right? You know, the timeout that he uses early in the game didn't affect him because they don't convert to third and five. So if we're following that parallel with Andy Reed and the Eagles having to go somewhere else to ultimately have the success he had, 
Does, is, that, is that what has to happen with Kyle Shanahan? Like, is he going to be able to have the success with all uh, the talent he has in San Francisco? Look, he's too good of a coach. Like, you know, the idiots that are killing him, you know, they're, they're, ex, they're geniuses with an eraser, right? They've never been in this moment. They're looking at it from a different perspective, right? I think if you're Kyle and you say to yourself, what do I have to do to get better in these kind of games where it goes back and forth? And I think he's going to sit there and say, we need to be more multiple on defense. He did it after the first Super Bowl loss. When Salah left and they brought D'Amico in, they tried to become a little bit different. But to me, this is now about, if I were John Lynch, I would have this conversation with Kyle. We're going to have to try to get more man coverage. We're going to have to spend many camps OTA days. We're going to have to, we're going to, so we need to start with man coverage Mm -hmm. and work our way towards zone because it's very challenging for zone teams to play man and we saw it in the game when Wilkes tried to blitz they were ineffective at it they were blitzing the blitz they weren't attacking the protections whereas Spagnola when he was blitzing he was attacking attacking the protections and so to me that's the conversation that has to get happened not should we have deferred not deferred and then the other one is can we improve our drop back pass game those are the two things that I think if if Shanahan fixes, then they're going to be able to win these close these close games out. He's not a choker. That's not it. And he gets blamed for the Atlanta game. All that would have happened in the Atlanta game if Quinn walks down there and says, "Kyle, runs, just yeah. run it." It's it's on. I mean, Kyle gets the blame for it, not Quinn. It's ridiculous. We will um, have Shanahan step into the office in a little bit. John Lynch will be in there as well. A few oh, people that did not see that we're John Lynch. Have... Shocking, we did not see him yesterday. Well, because he wasn't on stage. That's... Well, but usually they go to him. But it <laughs> yeah. wasn't a Fox broadcast. Um, I this comment from Patrick Mahomes after the game. He said, "If you get down ten, it wakes us up a little bit. We could make it easy sometimes, but what's the fun in that?" Feels so comfortable late in games. Whether you're down, up, well, it doesn't you, matter. That's where he's going to get the you know, job to done. Me, that's the mentality. Like you can't, you can't ever stop scoring when you're playing the Chiefs, and they're so good at keeping you, keeping their lead intact. Right? They're going to be able to continue to do that. So I think it's really important that you constantly try to, you know, keep that going offensively. And that thir- second, third quarter was hard. I mean, there was a lot of time where you get the ball to start the third quarter at the 44-yard line of the can- of, of the, the Chiefs. You, you got to come away with points. I mean, you just got a turnover. And you got great field position, and you can't – and you end up three and out. So when you wrote Football Done Right, that was prior to – him having his second ring, correct? Yeah. So that was prior to the the Eagles win last year, which, by the way, now back to back Super Bowls that they have won as an underdog. So well, and they come that from behind back to back Super Bowls. So now that he has three rings compared to the one that you had when you made football done right, where would he rank for you? Well, he, you know, I, everything was done in echelon. There were the you know the there were five echelons, and he would be in the top echelon along with this along with everybody else in this top ten quarterback. I mean, this kid has done a remarkable job, and he's changed his game to fit what he has to do to win the game. And the fact that he's won two Super Bowls, he's won more Super Bowls without Tyree Kill than he won yeah. with Tyree Kill. You know, so it, it goes to show that when you have an elite quarterback, the, the quarterback is the point guard. He makes every now, now Tyree kills. Great. Don't get me wrong. But once you get to a certain salary in the salary cap, you have to make choices. And Andy decided to improve his offensive line, have more depth, which is what cost him the Super Bowl in Tampa. 
and then you know improve and figure out, I'm going to draft receivers like 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 San Francisco's done. Look at Green Bay. Look at all those good young receivers Green Bay has. They haven't used a top five pick on them. But we are entering the world of it's going to be we're going to get mock drafts out and there'll be 17 receivers picked in the first 10 picks. <laughs> You know. Can't wait to get to draft season. You know, we still have a little while before we have to fully dive into that. But uh, yeah, for for Patrick Mahomes now to win this third Super Bowl in five years, he's 28 years old. If he were to have lost the Super Bowl and retired, he'd be a Hall of Fame quarterback. It's just yeah. it's such a remarkable young career at this point. It, it really is. And, and I mean, he's just a, you know, in the overtime, he makes all great throws. He's perfectly, huh. you know, it's, it's, it's just, to, you know, you know, when there's a minute left on the clock and he has the ball that they're going to do something. Well, that's the problem. I mean, think about it. This is where I have an issue with analytics, okay? All right. If you just run the tally on second and five, right? Okay. Buckner makes long field goals. Mahomes has two timeouts. They called that pass play on second and five. They got lucky because Kittle caught it. If that's incomplete, then he would have had three timeouts. He would have had more time. They would have lost the game in the last drive of that. They would have definitely lost that. To me, that's where that's the essence of the game right there. That series right there. Miko Hardman, by the way, scoring the last touchdown in overtime, 50 to 1. So add that to another ticket that Who cashed. had that? Who had that? Seriously. Unfortunately, Don't, not me. I'm sure we're going to read on Twitter. 17 people had it. They're all going to be proud of that. They <laughs> saw it in their crystal ball. I'd feel a lot better today if I did have that in pocket. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. 
With Omaha Steaks, you'll fall in love at first bite with their tender steaks, juicy burgers, air-chilled chicken, and more. You're going to love every bite. It's an Omaha Steaks guarantee. And for a limited time, when you go to omahasteaks.com slash you'll get four free air-chilled boneless chicken breasts and four free rich, juicy, boneless pork chops with your order. Minimum purchase may apply. Appointments are lined up. You waiting for somebody in there? An appointment. And it's not about what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. It's not personal. It's strictly business. It's time you and me had a private talk when you're stepping into my office. It's step into my office with Michael Lombardi. Mr. Lombardi, we'll see you now. Okay, Michael, let's get to it. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan getting a lot of flack today, uh, rightfully so in a lot of areas, but let's go through it. Shanahan fell to 0-2 as a head coach in Super Bowls, 0-3 overall, and his team has had a 10-plus lead in all three games. So let me let me do that. Blew a 25-point lead in Super Bowl 51, a 10-point lead in 54, and a 10-point lead yesterday. We also have to take into account the play calling early in the third quarter and, of course, the decision or rationale for the decision to take the ball first in overtime. So a lot of layers. How can Shanahan get over the hump and rid himself of this choke artist moniker, Michael? Well, I think all he has to do is look to the other sideline. Andy Reid at 42 years old, went 11-5. and five got his team to a conference championship, lost it. You know, then it took him four more years to get to the NFC championship game, which he finally won. And then he lost the Super Bowl. Choke artist. Okay, so he starts his career in Philadelphia in 1999. He never wins the Super Bowl. He's run out of town after a a season of 8-8. And and then he went 4-12, and but he got fired. And he never won. And then he went to Kansas City and said, Andy will never win because he can't manage the clock. He's a choke artist come playoff time. And now you just lost to a guy. So all the things they've said about Andy, we are now saying about you, Kyle, which is completely, it wasn't true about Andy and it's not true about you. But what I think you can learn more than anything is figuring out why we lost and what we need to do to win. And I think if you analyze your two Super Bowl losses, forget the Atlanta one, why they blame you for that, I have no idea. You were the offensive coordinator. You weren't the head coach. So that should never be on your record. However, what I think you have to do is figure out why did we lose the fourth quarter of two Super Bowls? And you lost because as great as your defensive line is, it got tired. And and it happens in every Super Bowl. It happens. So you're going to have to expand your portfolio defensively. You're going to have to commit yourself to being more multiple defensively. And you're going to have to change the way you call defense in the regular season. You're going to have to create a draft concept to draft more man-to-man corners as opposed to zone corners. Because when a game comes on the line, we got to play man and we've got to blitz people. Quickly, has this ever does this bring down your power ranking in terms of head coaches where Kyle Shanahan sits? No, but I think what it does is it just opens the door. Like all coaches, like nobody's prepared to be a head coach. Andy Reid's first year on the job, he's 41 years old. He went six, five and 11. The next year, that's when they started getting going. As you get going, what Andy didn't win his first Super Bowl until he was 61 years old. That's 20 years of being a head coach in the National Football League. But nobody wants to talk about that. Nobody says anything about Andy Reid struggled for 20 before he won his first Super Bowl. All right. Like that's all Kyle's got to do. And he's got to, you know, he's got his dad there to give him advice. And look at this profile. Just understand that, hey, we stand in front of the team every week, every offseason. We have to improve. Guess what? The coaches have to improve, too. 
the scouting has to improve, the player development, everything has to improve when you fall short of your goal. Well, let's talk to Andy Reid here for a little bit because he has joined a very exclusive club of head coaches with three plus Super Bowls, including Bill Belichick, Chuck Knoll, Bill Bill Walsh, excuse me, Joe Gibbs. And he told reporters because everybody keeps asking if he's going to retire. He said, I haven't even thought about it. Quote, I'm old, but I'm not that old. So how in your mind should Andy Reid approach this offseason? And is there something to going out on top? No, there's something about when you feel like you don't enjoy the process. Reed loves the process yeah. of work. He loves it. I mean, I love what, that he was like, I haven't thought. I about mean, it. <laughs> I said this on the pod today. Like, what I said it on Mitch and Polly. What would he do? Is he going to become a food critic for Las Vegas? I mean, what's Andy going to do? I mean, what is he going to do? He I loves, would pay to see that. Can we get some more Andy Reid offseason yeah, content? Yeah, like, I mean, what is he going to do? We're going to, okay, Andy, why don't you go down to Sinatra's at the <laughs> win and tell us what you think? That's a five-star. We'll go to Barry's over here. That's five-star. I mean, come on. I mean, I'm probably, you know, or is he going to join Guy Fieri on the Food Network and go diners driving and dive? I mean, come on. The guy's a hell of a coach. What, what this whole generation misses is because it's all about who's young. So I, I love it. Belichick stopped Sean McVay. Belichick's a bad coach. You should hire everyone of Sean McVay's assistants. Like, nobody <laughs> talks about that. Like, experience matters. I just gave you an example of experience. Andy Reid, 41 first-time head coach. It takes him to he's 61 to win a Super Bowl. That experience of all those years, of all those losses that have accumulated, where he got to conference championships but couldn't get over the hump, they were all learning experiences for him. From choke artist to Hall of Fame coach. Now he's on the Hall of Fame. Yep. Oh, speaking of Hall of Fame, how'd you like the comment from Jim Nance when he was talking about all the Hall of Fame oh, inductees this year and saying, Brent Musburger, just got to get him we, that the We have to award. get Brent in the Hall of Fame. I think it's really important. I love that Dan Patrick mentioned it yep. on his show. So he's going to write a letter to the Hall? I, I, I would love that. I hope he has more power. I wrote a book about it. If somebody would read that, and I hope and a lot of people have, would understand as we asked Brent yesterday on the air about walking up Park Avenue and talking to the commissioner about the whole NFL today. But I think what, when you watch this show, the NFL Today with Brent, I think you really get an understanding of how powerful that show was. Not a lot of people today can understand that we didn't have scores. We didn't have any programming during the week. We had three channels. I mean, it was like you were barren to find any information. And that show was the beacon of light for you to understand the NFL. How about Brock Purdy? He had 255 yards and a touchdown against the Chiefs, led five scoring drives in all, but couldn't score a touchdown in overtime to get that win. After the loss now, Purdy's 21-6 as a starter, including the postseason, made back-to-back NFC championships and a Super Bowl. But you know there's going to be all the offseason talk about, is Purdy the guy? What can he do to improve and take the step as a franchise quarterback in San Francisco? The thing I would tell Brock Purdy is take a week off, go back to Iowa, go to Phoenix, go to Arizona, wherever you're living and rest get get some get underneath and then when you can come back and you're allowed in that facility you start training for next year get your body bigger get your body stronger improve on every aspect spend four hours a day watching tape go spend time with tom brady ask brady what it takes to be a great player fly to los angeles really commit yourself to your career because everybody who has an opinion on brock purdy has no idea how good brock purdy is he does and he's going to be able to take the Niners as far as his appetite for competitive stamina allows them. And he has to set the floor for the entire team. He's got to be the hardest worker. He's got to be the one driving it. He's got to be everything there. And then he can improve his mental at the line of scrimmage game, which is going to take his game to another level. 
I like that you use that word competitive stamina because let's use that now with Patrick Mahomes on the other side because maybe for Purdy, a little bit easier to stay motivated when you're hungry to get that win and to be taken seriously as a franchise QB. Patrick Mahomes, 28 years old, he's already got three Super Bowls. He's feeling pretty good. How can he maintain that competitive stamina and get the three-peat or continue to develop his legacy? Well, I I think because he knows as great as today is, it can turn on you in a minute. You can turn on. It's, he's not happy. He's taking the game. Look at Russell Wilson. Look how quickly that narrative changed. And I think ultimately you go away, you celebrate, you start a date, whether it's March 15th, whether it's March 20th, whether it's 10 days from now. But basically you've got to put this season behind you and go on to the next season. That's what makes the NFL so hard. You know, everybody today came to work in the National Football League and they all said we're 0-0. The season started today in the NFL. Everybody thinks they got a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Everybody thinks they got a great plan for the offseason. And so if you don't take that same mentality, you're going to fall behind. You know you got Harbaugh in the division. You know you got Sean Payton in there. The competition is going to continue to rise. Josh Allen's sitting there saying, what do I have to do to get on this stage? And, you know, something tells me that celebrating Super Bowls doesn't get old. No, it doesn't get old, but you got to find a way to get back into yeah. it. And so, the only person that can do it, this is what made Brady so good, is the leader of the team, Belichick. He could care less about what happened yesterday. He's about tomorrow. He's about what's next, the next games, the next championship. So I think Reed's that way, and I think Mahomes is that way well, too. And you know as a former GM how much has to go in to make that roster continue to be competitive year after year. Yeah. Let's say we're talking to Brett Beach today. Uh, Kansas City has an up, a ton of upcoming free agents this offseason, including Chris Jones and Jarius need what should he be prioritizing this offseason well, I think he should be prioritizing everything that wins championships more defensive linemen better offensive line fine skill fine bargains don't overspend I mean that's what you can't do look what happened to Philly look what happened to Philly oh we're going to bring Slay back okay we're going to bring Slay back we're going to bring Bradbury back overpay for them don't don't repair the linebackers defensive front not as in good shape you can't get complacent you have to constantly ask yourself is the value of this player worth coming back remember when is the lowest form of conversation and i know these guys are really good but we may have to get part of we cannot fall in love we've only got 30 seconds but what holes will john lynch need to fill to get the niners over the hump i think he needs man-to-man corners i think he needs to find and he needs to get the defensive line to play at a higher level yeah I I agree with you 100%. Um, So close, but so far for the San Francisco 49ers twice now in the last handful of years. Both of those losses coming at the hands of this Kansas City Chiefs team, which just goes to show how impactful this group really, really is, regardless of who they've had out there on the field. We're going to step aside here. VEASAN's own Mike Pritchard joining us next. Get his opinion on how things played out. And maybe for the future, can the Chiefs three-peat? Or what will it take for the 49ers to get that elusive win? This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on college hoops, the VEASAN experts have you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. If you subscribe today, remember, you'll get daily best bet emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming college hoops betting guide for the postseason. It's got bracket breakdowns, plus full access to everything we do at VEASAN.com, including our exclusive betting splits on every single game. Don't miss out, though. This is a limited time offer. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe today to sign up for only $9.99. That's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. V-S-I-N.com slash subscribe. 
This is the Lombardi Line live from Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Michael Lombardi and Stormy Tony with you. And now we bring in a great friend of the show, VEASAN host, former NFL wide receiver Mike Pritchard, who made out like a bandit on Super Bowl Boy. Sunday yesterday. And including, in addition to all the like chief stuff that you obviously you had in pocket, Kyle Juszczyk, who you called potentially a wild card in this game, comes through with all the props, essentially, Pritch. What's going on? Yeah, Stormy, Michael, great to be with you. Yeah, I mean, it was a great, great outcome for me when it comes to the Super Bowl. And um, I, I like to, I mean, Mike Palms talked about this. He calls it monetarization, right? Or or I call it hedging, I guess, certainly having a position, uh, but making sure you're, all your bases are covered. And uh, I was able to cash two Stormy uh, Juwan Jennings uh, anytime touchdown. That was plus 700, by the way. So um, yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a beautiful, beautiful game. I know a lot, a lot of people were disappointed with the beginning of the game, uh, but it's a four quarter uh, contest, right? And uh, I, I thought it was like a cage match. And we talked about this. It was like that cage match uh, between these two heavyweights. Uh, and then, okay, who's going to start throwing the haymakers? Who's going to start asserting themselves? Uh, and we saw that happen in overtime uh, for Kansas City. You know, Mike, when you when you go through it, the fourth quarter of these games, always kind of the teams are tired. It's an exhausting. Right. I mean, you saw Debo Samuel. I mean, some of the most critical plays, their receivers I saw Samuel McCaffrey who had to be off the field because they give everything they have. You know, if you were the 49ers, like what do you think it's going to take for them to get over the hump? You know, Michael, I, I think they have enough playmakers. And, and I even think that they're solid in the trenches. I mean, we saw that play out, too. Um, I think Brock Purdy is going to be better next year, uh, believe it or not, uh, which which is also going to bode well for the 49ers. Uh, if I had to be critical about them, it, it would be uh, on Kyle Shanahan understanding, and he should understand this, like because Andy Reid, Andy Reid, I mean, he understands this to a T, that the postseason is so different than a regular season, and you kind of have to treat it like a different season. Now, it's a fine line, though, because I think Kyle did a great job of calling that game. And if, you know, Purdy doesn't overthrow Debo Samuel on a scripted play that they worked on, you know that they worked on it. It was a perfect defense to set it. It was set up perfectly, but they just didn't execute it. So it's just fine tuning things and executing better uh, in big moments. I mean, they're right there with personnel and, and strategy, and, and, but it's just fine tuning uh, the little things that'll help you get over the hump and win a championship. You know, Pritch, a lot's been made of the decision for Kyle Shanahan to take the ball first in overtime. But I, I was just wondering right. from a player's perspective, decision aside, hearing all these 49ers players come out after the game and say that they weren't aware of the overtime rules mm-hmm. that were going to be in effect in the postseason this year. Like, how? tell me as a player, like, is that not something that you guys go over? I don't understand how that wasn't known. Yeah, um, I, I wish I could say that you, we would go over those. You know, when I was playing, uh, it was sudden death uh, in overtime. So the first team to score, it was over. <laughs> uh, but now football has changed, right? Um, I think it's inexcusable for the players not to know. Uh, I think you should know. Uh, Hardman didn't even know, right? right. On, on the winning yeah. side. So uh, I don't know how much time is spent uh, on those situations. And uh, Michael has talked about this situational football is so paramount uh, in, in the playoffs and in particular the Super Bowl that you have to be ultimately aware of all of that. But those are the little things, right? Those are crossing the T's and dotting the I's and making sure you have everything covered uh, for for this type of game. And uh, it was evident that that certainly San Francisco wasn't at the same level as Kansas City throughout the whole game. 
I, I would agree with that. I thought, you know, to me, the play of the game was second and five in the two minute drive where, you know, if you give the ball back to Mahomes yeah. with two minutes with with two timeouts and a minute to go. I mean, shoot, he tied the game at home with 13 seconds. We don't want to go there, Buffalo. But <laughs> I mean, he did. Right. So we saw yeah, that. And so, like, I, I just felt like that play calling there really didn't marry the situation in terms of what needed to be done. You ran the ball on first down. And that next play needed to be a run because you wanted to keep the clock to get it to a two-minute warning or to have Andy use a timeout. And he got bailed out with a catch by Kittle, but it was no gain. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so much into this is trust, too. And uh, I was once asked by um, uh, Mike Berry, uh, who, who was the father, who is the father of, of uh, Joe Barry, uh, the former defensive coordinator there up in Green Bay. And uh, he he asked me point blank, we were at a reunion about the championship and it's like, what set us apart? What was it about um, everything that came together for us to win a championship? And I said, we trusted you guys and you guys trusted us. Uh, and ultimately that's what's gonna happen. I mean, you look at Patrick Mahomes uh, and the play calling late in the game, you know, Andy Reid and everybody said, look, Patrick, go win the game. We trust you. Uh, you're going to make the play for us. And, and I think the teammates are rallied behind that as well. And uh, whether you call an RPO uh, out of the blue and uh, whether Patrick is going to scramble or, or make a throw and they call a play that that is perfectly set up for either short yardage or the red zone, uh, which was that pass to Hardman for the touchdown. You, you trust that guy uh, to to an ultimate level, whereas I, I think it's not there yet for San Francisco. And, and, and here's why, I mean, you're gun shy because, okay, you had Jimmy G overthrow Emmanuel Sanders that could have won a touch, uh, won a Super Bowl for you five years ago, four years ago. Uh, and now you have Brock Purdy overthrow Debo Samuel, the same kind of thing. And so maybe you're reluctant, Michael, and that's what you're talking about with, with Kyle. And, uh, but he's got to get rid of that. He's got to get to a level, uh, I believe in which he just, Trust these players. They're going to make those plays. You got to keep calling them uh, and make sure that these guys have an opportunity out there. These two teams are the shortest shot on the board to win the Super Bowl again next year. Mike Pritchard, VEASAN NFL analyst, longtime wide receiver in the National Football League, joining us live on the Lombardi line. So which team do you think has is in the better position going ahead, looking at next year to win a Super Bowl? Is it the Chiefs? Could they three-peat? Would you rather have your money on that or the 49ers to get over the hump uh, as the shortest shot on the board to avenge this loss? Uh, yeah, I, you know, I... <laughs> Patrick is legendary. He really is. I mean, uh, being in a locker room with a guy like that, whether it's John Elway or, or Warren Moon or watching guys like that, like Dan Marino or, or Joe Montana or Steve Young, I mean, Troy Aikman. Uh, and, and so that's my experience. It's like you're, you're never out of it. You always believe you can win a championship and it starts now, right? Um, so I, I think the Chiefs, they know what they need to do to either reload or retool because they have that guy. They have the ultimate player at the, at the key position, the most important position. It, the 49ers are right there too. It's just, again, the trust factor for Kyle, I believe. But I, I think the Ravens could be a nice uh, play for you. But I, I mean, my money, if I'm, if I'm going to participate in this market story, my money uh, is going to go squarely on the Chiefs right now. Are there any te- I just I almost I couldn't understand this. The Bears are 30 to one and, and yeah. the Rams are 35 to one. Is there anything that just jumped out at you? Now, we have an offseason. You know, we have free agency. We have a draft. Yeah. And obviously these are all going to change. But how are the Rams 35 to one and the Jets 25 to one? 
well, quarterback, I think the market or, or the bookmaker, odds makers are looking at Aaron Rodgers coming back. But I, I think there's a lot of dysfunction right now with the Jets. And, yeah. um, you know, they're going to have to clean that up, to be honest with you, in offseason. Uh, a team, the Packers, uh, what's, what's bad about the Packers right now, right? I mean, you look at that division, too, and uh, I think the youth on that team, uh, and this is something to keep in mind throughout the whole offseason, you take leaps forward with a younger roster than you do with an older roster, I believe, unless you're just positioned uh, to compete for a championship. But in terms of growth, uh, the Packers on this list have the growth uh, element, uh, you know, with them on their side. So uh, they're attractive as well at 20 to 1. Rich, you're a, a Vegas local, obviously, with the whole mm-hmm. NFL world and all your football brethren embarking on the city <laughs> of Las Vegas. What did you get into this week? How was the week for you? Well, Stormy Michael, I thought they might name a boulevard after me after this past <laughs> week, to be honest with you. No, uh, I, I had to take it easy. I'm not I'm not a, a youngin anymore. So uh, I had to pace myself. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday was pretty active, pretty hard. Uh, Resorts World was the mecca uh, of a lot of functions and a lot of things going on with people that I knew. And uh, certainly Bellagio was a nice place to get to, too. But uh, Circa, uh, I was there Saturday night uh, and had a great time. Uh, kind of just convincing myself with, you know, James Salinas, Femi, Bebefe was up there. And we had a great time kind of uh, uh, convincing ourselves that we were on the right side with the Chiefs. So, uh, yeah, I think from north Las Vegas all the way south, uh, I was all over the place this past week and uh, still recovering, Storm. Still recovering. <laughs> I love it. You're the man, Pritch. Thanks Thank for hanging Pritch. out with us. Great job. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, me, it's like I, I understand the not getting into too much. Like I said earlier, I'm 31 years old, but in Vegas years, I need my AARP card. Like yeah, I am so boring. Yeah, the traffic. You need. It was smart to stay out of trouble. Good, huh, good yeah. call. Well, my my agency had a big party, and it it started at eight o'clock. I said, ah, starting yeah, at eight not, o'clock. Not a good idea. <laughs> we'll be right back. Wrapping things up on the Lombardi Line next. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. 
players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. King Sportsbook new customers can deposit $5 and get a no sweat bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. If your first bet loses, download the app and use the promo code VSIN. That's V S I N when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. And of course, you can use that NBA, college hoops, all the things. But uh, it's crazy, crazy yep. to think that we're already turning the page. Like this football season to me went by in a flash too fast yeah it, it, you know when you get on those routines where you know we've got games monday thursday friday's college saturday college sunday monday you know mm-hmm. the week just flies by yeah. you know and so it's it, it really is great and i love it i can't you know i mean we're going to miss it but we're going to have xfl what are the, is it UF? U, ufl is what it's called so yeah i'll be doing spring football again this year so that'll be fun um the usfl and xfl merge which i think was is the right thing to do in terms of just having one spring football league instead of there being competition yeah, for it. No, just I make definitely one agree. Because I couldn't get it straight. Exactly. You know, I couldn't get it straight. I think it's great that we have that. So, yeah. yeah, for me, I love that. I think it's awesome. And, you know, look, we got uh, we got back to our betting tip, Stormy. We have a betting tip oh, for yes. today. Why don't you go ahead and explain pro tip. this betting tip? Today yeah, and tip. every day. Um, pushing it forward, though, of course, recapping the Super Bowl. But there are already markets up on DraftKings and sportsbooks across the country looking for the Super Bowl next year, MVP for next year. Um, but this time of year, Michael, and I think you would agree, you've said this before in the past, this time of year is more about eliminating teams moving yep. forward mm-hmm. than like actually placing, I feel super confident in this team type wagers. No question. I think to me like like let's just go through it you you know i think one of the things in this betting tip when you eliminate teams is really focus on the coaching staffs Mm. because we saw schwartz who won coach of the year for assistant coach of the year for the browns he made a huge difference you really need to spend time understanding the coaching staffs look i didn't know bobby slovic when he went to houston he was a first-time coordinator but what a great job he did so you know when you combine him with D'Amico ryan's it really makes a difference. I can remember when Ray Rhodes hired John Gruden from Green Bay. Nobody knew who Green, John Gruden was as his offensive coordinator. He made a huge difference in Philadelphia. I think that's the same kind of thing you have to take into account here. And, you know, speaking of the Texans, they went from worst to first in, in their division, and they're going to be – there's always one, it seems like, year in and year yeah, out. Always, so Yeah. So I was just saying, as some of these other markets start to become available throughout the course of the offseason, keep historical things in mind as you're making some of these bets as well. Uh, VEASAN Pro Tips available at VEASAN com every single day uh, searchable by sport and by show but there will be a ton of different markets that are kind of come up as we go including as we near the draft the combines coming in just a couple of weeks we'll have various markets that come up for that far beyond just first quarterback and first player to be drafted those are going to continue to expand as we start to get more information coming through but as we showed the odds on the screen a little bit earlier the 49ers are the favorite already early yep. looking ahead to next year at plus 550 the Chiefs are plus 650 to become the first three-peat Super Bowl champion in NFL history. The Ravens at nine to one, who were how about the Bills at ten to one? Bills ten to one, yeah. I, I think the Bills are going to be an interesting offseason team. They've got huge cap issues. 
right? They can't just dump Von Miller. They've got that problem. They've got the injuries coming back with Tredarius White coming off of that. You know, the cap's going to go up. They're going to have to add some pieces. They got the digs, dig situation they have to handle. And they're old on defense. I mean, their two safeties are going to be free agents. That's the strength of their team. What they do will be fascinating. What the Lions do to add to their team. What they do with Goff and the offseason, how they handle it. The fact the Eagles are 20 to 1 below the Dolphins. The Dolphins now, Anthony Weaver comes in from Baltimore to be the defense coordinator with Joe Barry. I mean, that's how is that going to change from Vic Fangio, right? The Packers are a really good young team. If Jeff Halfley is a great defensive coordinator, they've got enough ability to sit there and say, well, wait a minute, that we can be really good. The Cowboys, we haven't talked about this all day, but the Cowboys have been trying to hire Mike Zimmer as a defense coordinator, which would be outstanding, okay? But Mike Zimmer, it's a contract battle. And that's why Rex Ryan's involved in this saying they haven't handled it yet. But they don't want to offer the going rate for coordinators, nor do they want to extend years, which tells me, you know, why would Rex be so interested in this if he thought it was only going to be a one-year deal? Maybe they're convincing him it's going to be more. But that job at 20 to 1, can you imagine the Cowboys are 20 to 1 with that team? Now they've got a lot of offseason issues. And the Dolphins are 17 to 1. And the Dolphins are 50 million over the cap. And they're going to extend to it. Also, you know, as a 49ers fan, how much I love to hate on the Cowboys and the lack of being able to get to the NFC championship historically. But they still have a Super Bowl in more recent history than the 49ers do. So take that into account as well. I can tell you, there's some St. Jude's picks on that board. Oh, sure. So the the Jets who you keep bringing up. So that's what we're saying. It's all about eliminating teams. So on that board, at least from 35 to one and shorter, who are we eliminating already? Well, I would eliminate the Jets. I, I don't care that Rodgers is coming back, and I love Aaron Rodgers as a player, but I, I don't see how that's going to work. I really don't. I, I, I think that's a waste so of time. So much internal dysfunction. Yeah, they're, they're messed up. I, I think the Tex, them at the Texans at 22, I think the Texans are going to add to the draft. The Jaguars are interesting. They're going through. They hired a new defensive coordinator. They're going through changes. I don't think there was any commitment to Lawrence that we heard from anywhere this offseason. So I don't I'm, I'm not in love with their team. The South is not great. We know that. You know, I know the Colts will be better. I think the Colts, they're not on the board. Maybe they're on the next page. But, you know, I, I actually like them better than I like the Jags in this situation, considering what the Colts were able to do this year. Minshew's a free agent, but, you know, they've got Richardson coming back. So when I look at this thing, I love the Packers right there. I really do. I love the Packers. The second page, how about the Brownies? They're 35 to 1. They just, they were great this year. How can they be the same as the Falcons who don't have a quarterback? And how about the Steelers at 75 to 1? Are we sure that the Browns have a quarterback too, though? Great point, Storm. I mean, you're the voice of reason always around on this show. I love that. You know, look at the the Falcons don't have a quarterback. The Vikings, we know they don't have one. Seattle at 65 to 1. Seattle's going to be improved with Mike McDonald. I can tell you that right now. They're going to be better defensively. They're better. They have really good talent defensively. They're going to be a better offense. They'll have a home field advantage for a while. The Steelers, we saw today that, you know, there's a report out that Mike Tomlin loves Justin Fields. Maybe they go after him. Who knows? But I don't think they're down the picket road completely. I think they want picket to work out. I just don't think they're down that road. I'd like to see Kirk Cousins go there personally. Then the the Panthers are the longest shot coming off of the worst season in the NFL. Just a two-win year. They're 250 to one. For anyone that watched NFL Honors, I did think that was really funny when the the comedian host, Keegan-Michael Key, said that the 
at the time, Taylor Swift was in Tokyo. He said the only person farther from the Super Bowl was the Panthers. <laughs> and that's that. Very bad. It is. It's um, true. But I mean, okay. So all right, let's go MVP. You, you mentioned the Texans and Packers as two teams that could have some intrigue looking ahead to next year. Two teams that both with young quarterbacks made the divisional round of the playoffs this year. What do you think about like CJ Stroud and Jordan? Lo- Jordan Love's only 12 to 1, fifth shortest shot on the board. Yeah, I mean, look, if he look, one thing Walsh always said, there's a lot of things Walsh said that were great. Can you believe two is only 18 to 1? I would have thought two a bit eight to one. I mean, based on the love he gets. I think this year with him being healthy for the whole year and still not yeah. having his team have that type of success that people have stepped off that bandwagon a little bit. 18 to one's high for two. He's always, he'll be, if the first game of the year when he throws for 300 yards, he'll be the number one favorite. That'll get cut down. Let's go to love. To me, Walsh always said this, the quarterback's jump from one to two is just significant. The quarterback's jump from two to three is when he really goes to another level. You know who's not on this board? Who's not on the board? Well, there's no Deshaun Watson, if that's what you're getting at. With Who else isn't on the board? Oh, there he is. Oh, I'm sorry. At? There's Brock Purdy at 12 to 1. I thought he wasn't yes. on the board. But I think Purdy's going to take a step forward. I think Love's going to take a huge step forward. I think Herbert will take a step forward just by the way Jim Harbaugh manages the game. I think that one at 12 to 1 has some intrigue because we've talked about it already with Harbaugh coming in, despite that roster being an aging and expensive one, that he should make an immediate impact, especially at the quarterback and offensive side of the ball. I, I, this is where you can get look here's what i love about the mvp board i know you got to invest your money early i know that i know you're gonna but i think if you take 500 dollars and you spread it around and as long as you're getting money back mahomes at six to one okay it's plus 600 you're getting a good number josh allen you're still going to make money burrow you're going to make money lamar and if you hit on one of those long shots whether it's purdy at 12 to 1 or love if you put two long shots in with favorites as long as it's above five to one a 500 plus five you're going to make money and maybe not i mean these markets in general can be very intriguing i think in season too like it's not something where if you want to bet a future you have to do it before the season these are more just like conversation topics right now and feeling out how a team's going to be roster construction will be very interesting as we yeah. go through the well, offseason they adjust, too. they'll adjust a little bit though not as sure. much i mean but they but i just think of in season comeback player of the year for example joe oh, yeah. flacco wasn't even on the preseason exactly, board and yeah. then he can cash yeah. at 250 I, I think to you're one. better off waiting on that one sure which could, i don't know if i gave you your proper flowers for that by no, the way that with was, flacco that, I, I look, I said Flacco was a comeback player from 2018, not from 2023. <laughs> <laughs> but you showed you showed us whether you were telling people to bet it or not. You said, hey, look, look the Joe Flacco popping up on that board at 250 to one. He's got a 300. I know yard a buddy game. of mine from Ocean City betted. I loved mm-hmm. it. I was so happy that, you really know, good. Yeah, no tip. I'm still waiting for that. That's all right. It's <laughs> been so good to be up. out here with you, though, Stormy. Really it's been great. great to Thank have you. you in person this whole Super Bowl week. You're Thank awesome. You. Um, get home safe. Yes, I hope yes. so. We'll get there tomorrow. <laughs> Hopefully there's no storms. All I have right. the Sixers to talk about, Stormy. Yes, we do. Can't wait. Um, I need something to get my mind off of what, ha- what transpired yesterday. Have a great day, everybody. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host 
of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.